Do you remember the first album you bought with your own money? Yes, I was do. It? it was the Spice Girls. Get it. <laughs> I was unprepared. Man, I'm going to admit that. But I was like, I'll tell you what I want. What I yeah. Mean. I'll tell you what, man. That Spice Girls record, I, I don't know that I'm ashamed to say it because I, I wore that thing out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was so good. Listen, anybody that was growing up during that time, because I was coming through then too, we all listened to Spice Girls, man. Yeah, we did. Okay. It's just a matter of you're brave enough to admit it. Well, and I, you I don't be. know what and I got to admit. That's right. We're here today with Ryan Stevenson of RyanStevensonMusic.com here on Behind the Tunes. Ryan, thanks so much for being here today, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. Now, listen, I was doing some doing some study, reading up on you before the interview here. And you grew up in a little place called Bonanza, Oregon. Yeah? Popul- Born and raised. Population 415 is what, well, I, what I saw. That's now. 415 is, <laughs> is a lot of growth over the years. And so as I was, uh, I was, I always try to read up on hometowns and stuff. And so here's the, hey, here's the thing, man. It, the old Wikipedia tells me that you are one of the three most notable people to ever come from Bonanza, Oregon. You're kidding me. No. It's a, you, it was a senator and a, uh, uh, a German journalist who was an exchange student there back in the mid nineties. So, okay. So. Well, I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, I love, I love Oregon. It's one of my favorite places that I've ever been. Now you went to college was in Eugene, Oregon. Eugene. Yep. All right. So I spent a little time in Eugene. I love, I thought Oregon was beautiful. Yeah. Oregon is amazing. It's the most beautiful state in America. And personally, I know I'm biased, but it's uh there there's just nothing like it with the nature the the landscape the geography the mountain peaks the rivers the lakes the beach the desert the everything is just spectacular that's the thing that blew my mind when i was there as i was um we were staying in eugene and then we drove over to the 101 to go up the uh-huh. coast a little bit and one one minute you are in these beautiful tall trees this forest area and then just in the blink of the, literally a minute later you're at the ocean yeah. and you've got the mountains it was beautiful i yeah. loved it loved it's it ama- yeah it's amazing i grew up my both of my parents are from the north oregon coast okay and my whole family still lives there but my my mother and father moved from the north oregon coast down to a far, to bonanza a farming yeah. community in south central oregon so that's where I grew up. But I spent, we kind of spent half time between the Oregon coast near Tillamook and and South Central Oregon in, in the farmland. So I'm uh, very, very much, you know, partial to the Oregon coast and just the farming agricultural area and the mountains. You know, I grew up in the foothills of the Cascade Mountain Range. Yep. It was just a beautiful, amazing place to grow up. Or- the state of Oregon should should pay us for this commercial we're giving right. them, man. Everybody, go to Oregon. I'm telling you. Now, do you oh, still yeah. live in Oregon? Are you still there? 
No, we we live out in Nashville, in the Nashville area. Yep. All right. So how does Ryan Stevenson go from Bonanza, Oregon, population less than 415 (laughs) at that time, to now Nashville, Tennessee, touring all over the place playing music? Man, just uh, what a journey it has been, truly. I mean, if you would have told me, 15 years ago, even growing up in Bonanza, like you'd be living in Nashville and playing music for a living and living your dream. I would have, I would have just said you were crazy, you know, and it's, it's so beautiful. I'm, my life has been really interesting and unconventional. Everything that's happened for me in regards to a music career, if you, if that's what you want to call it has, has been so special and very just, I feel like meticulously crafted from the Lord. Um, you know, I guess in the nuts and bolts of it is, you know, I, I, I'm really a drummer more than anything. I, I learned to play. I was always real rhythmic as a kid. My, I, I started playing the drums in the third grade, played the drums just all through school until my senior year of high school. Uh, my youth pastor in high school for a gr- high school graduation present got me a, an acoustic guitar as a gift as a graduation present mm-hmm. and i didn't it just it was i was grateful for it but it just didn't make any sense to me at all like why why you get me a guitar like i'm not a guitar player i don't sing i don't write songs i don't lead worship i don't do any of that you know i'm a drummer and but he just showed up and he's like man i, I just felt like the lord told me to get this for you and here you go and it didn't you know didn't make any sense. But when I went to college, my freshman term in Eugene, all the guys who lived in my dorm hallway, they all played guitar Mm. and they all had acoustic guitars. And my next door neighbor came over one day and showed me where to put my fingers and taught me how to play guitar. And he and I became best friends. We started a little, he was a rapper. I I was learning how to sing. So we started this little pop hip hop singing we were kind of like lincoln park before lincoln park was like yeah. uh it was pretty fun and so that was really kind of the the jumping off point of just developing a real passion for playing acoustic guitar and i could take all my thoughts now now that i could play chord progressions and make an actual sound rather than just banging on the drums and put my prayers and put my thoughts to to music and singing and man it was just something was really birthed and hatched in that in that season where I just I just took off like I could just do it it just clicked it just made sense it felt like I could always play and do it and uh you know played all through college my uh, my buddies and I were playing acoustic open mic nights and coffee shops and festivals all over the Pacific Northwest. Uh, and I did that for years and years until I eventually got signed to a record deal. And the, and that's, you know, that whole trajectory shifting thing is another, is just another wild, crazy thing in itself. So, um, so we can talk about that if you'd like. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. We'll get there in a second. Like, so as you're growing up, you know, playing drums and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, starting third grade was, even then was was music as like a career was that a goal for you or was it not till later when you kind of picked up the guitar in college yeah no i i mean i always just wanted to play drums in a band 
and I just loved music. My mother put me in a kid's choir uh, when I was in elementary school at our church, and I just, I hated it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I was growing up, I, I was listening to music. You know, we were pretty much only allowed to listen to Christian music in our home. But my dad bought a cassette player from a guy that he worked with and brought this big cassette. It was one of the big, huge mm-hmm. tower looking things with all kinds of electronics in it. I mean, it was like a massive thing. But whoever he had bought it from accidentally left a cassette tape in that thing. All right. And it it was wham. George George Michael's first. Yeah. And I I hit play one day and it was like, wake me up before you go. And so like, I just, I immediately resonated with like this fun pop rhythmic music and i loved george michael and then my sister later on brought home somehow she smuggled into our house (laughs) uh michael jackson's thriller cassette yeah and so then i heard songs like billy jean and i heard beat it and thriller and all these songs and i was like it just i loved i loved what not necessarily what those lyrics were saying but like how this music made me feel and how these sounds made me move and what it did to me like emotionally and i just i grew up on pop music and so i loved um just taking like this kind of then you know in the 90s i got really into hip-hop and 90s rap and 90s pop music and we could talk about that the rest of the time but it was just kind of embedded in my dna like i loved making I loved this music. And then when I learned to play guitar, I loved using, like taking taking what I was doing with a guitar and making like rhythmic music and rhymes and, and but songs that were real, songs and thoughts that I thought everybody thinks about, that people actually talk about or process or emotionally go through in their own personal quiet space. I wanted to talk about those things. And that's that's really just was how I got started cultivating that whole thing you know so you're playing festivals and open mic nights and coffee shops and everybody will give you a spot to play yeah. and then you and then you end up signing a record deal were you in oregon the whole time while you were doing that and then shift to when did you shift to nashville so we moved over to idaho my wife and i moved over to boise and we yeah. lived there for a number of years um, my wife is from boise she came to eugene and that's when I met her. We went, she came in my junior year. She came in as a freshman and uh, the rest is history. Well, about a year on our one year wedding anniversary, we moved back to, Bo- we moved to Boise to be a little closer to her family. We moved in with her grandparents to essentially live with them and help them because her grandmother had pretty progressive, progressed Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm-hmm. And her grandfather had, a terminal lung disorder and it was either somebody move in and helped him or they were going to essentially be put into like an assisted living facility. So we moved over there. I actually went back to school. I went back to, cause I have my bachelor's degree in education uh-huh. and I was miserable teaching school. Okay. Um, and I did that for two years right out of college. Well, I knew I wasn't going to do that anymore. And so I went back to school and I got my paramedic license in the state of Idaho. And I worked as a paramedic for a number of years. And all the while I was working as a paramedic in Boise, 
I was I was just out in our community right there around Boise and in in Ada County around you know still kind of in the Pacific Northwest region still going out and and playing as much as I could until um, that in the year eight of my paramedic career I get I got a record deal opportunity and it just was like here we go now we're and it was completely unforeseen. Wow. Wow. So I, I bet we could have a whole segment on the paramedic days alone. Yeah. And just talk about yeah. those things. We, we, don't, we don't have time for that today. You got a family and everything else. Uh, we're here with Ryan Stevenson, Ryan Stevenson music.com here on behind the students at the visible music college studios. Well, Ryan, you, we've talked a lot about even a you know, youth pastor that gave you the guitar. Um, you know, your mom making you go to uh, choir church, all these different things. You know, kind of growing up, were there, it seems like there are people that really poured into you to kind of cultivate this gift of music. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would, I would attribute most of it to my mother for sure. My mom, you know, was a pseudo piano player. She was always, always dinking around on the piano, but she was, she always had music going in the house. She always had Maranatha praise music. Yeah. And she would always, she would always, be humming the hymns she would always sing the hymnals like in church growing up all we had was the hymn books yeah so my first i just developed a deep deep rooted sense of who jesus was and and biblical teaching about god through the hymnals through through Mm -hmm. the hymns of old and through songs and so um i just i loved them and i think just growing up in church growing up with my mother growing up with my sisters ability to smuggle home Michael Jackson tapes. Like I, I just knew early on, um, I, man, I love music so much. Well, you found this a little bit, um, as far as the, with the Michael Jackson being snuck in and the, uh, George Michael and everything else. Do you remember the first album you bought with your own money? Yes. I was do. It? it was the Spice Girls. Get it. I was unprepared. Man, I'll admit that. But I was like, man, I'll tell you what I want. What I yeah. Want. I'll tell you what, man. That Spice Girls record, I I don't know that I'm ashamed to say it because I, I wore that thing out. Yeah. Uh, it was so good. Listen, anybody that was growing up during that time, because I was coming through then too, we all listened to Spice Girls, man. Yeah, we did. I it's know. just a matter of you're brave enough to admit it. Well, and I, you should I don't be. know what and I got to do. That's right. You should be. That was a great record, man. Like I, yeah. I was. I don't know how I. I was randomly. I was thinking they came to mind the other day. I was thinking back through that record, that first one. Mm. There's a lot of really good songs on that. Amazing song. songs, right there, yeah. man. And so, Tay, tip of the hat. I respect that. Thank you. So, so you're buying the Spice Girls. You listen to Michael Jackson and singing the hymns. Uh, who were your influences? on Ryan Stevenson when you kind of got to that point where you wanted to create your own music, who are those people you were drawn from at that point? Yeah, man. Like so much. I mean, you know, one of my favorite band, I had a couple bands back in the day that, that one in particular that just profoundly inspired me was a group in the early nineties called DC talk. Oh yeah. A Christian group. And a lot of us know them. Some of us don't, but DC talk was a, a massive influence in my life as a young, you know, in junior high, um, bands like Petra, mm-hmm. Harmon, um, no the, 
the Imperials, Russ Tap, like all these guys. I was my dad had a Russ Tap and a, an Imperials cassette that never left our car. Mm-hmm. And I learned the Imperials music. I mean, I could recite, you know, the Imperials greatest hits to you right now. And those I feel like those early, you know, Amy Grant was my mother's favorite. Uh, we always had Amy Grant on in the car around the house. It was I feel like I could attribute a lot of my my passion and, and the, the fostering of those dreams really to DC Talk, the Imperials, Petra and Amy Grant. Did you ever get to see DC Talk live before they went through separate ways? I saw them twice, yeah. And the first it's kind of a crazy story, and I don't talk about it much, but uh, I had a real profound encounter with with the Holy Spirit when I was in the eighth grade at a DC Talk concert. Yeah, and it was it was literally that night we went to this big festival called Jesus Northwest. Okay, uh, it was up in Vancouver, Washington area, and you know all of us kids from Bonanza, our youth leader took us up there in the old church van watching all these bands play all weekend. I saw Petra that weekend, mm-hmm. saw the Newsboys that weekend. Um, and then the last night of that festival, this band comes out that I had heard of and they start singing and jumping around and dancing. And like this presence, this this thing just hit me. And I was like having, I was just having this experience with God. And, and re- let me remind you, like I've been raised in the church right. and, and and here I was at a Christian, and we were a conservative church, you know, yeah. no drums in our church. There's nothing like that. Pretty, It was a pretty strict, somewhat strict environment. Um, but here I was at a Christian rock concert with all this going on. And I was having an encounter, like a sweet, tender encounter with the love of God. And I didn't need to explain that to anybody. I didn't need to argue that. Like I knew. And, uh, I, at that moment, like I just remember that night, almost like having a vision of me with DC Talk someday down the road, of me with Toby, uh, and and how music would someday be a part of my life. I felt like the Lord was real clear about that. And I had again, I had no idea what that would mean. I had no idea what that would look like, but I just I trusted it. And you know, fast forward twenty five years later, I connect with this dude named Toby Mack. Um, who started DC Talk. And it was really when I met Toby through a, a crazy, weird, uh, weird series of events that we got connected and um, wrote a song together called Speak Life. And mm-hmm. that was just, oh, oh, that was 10 years ago now. Have you told him that story? Yeah, he knows. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Again, here with Ryan Stevenson, ryanstevenson.com, ryanstevensonmusic.com. You're yeah. behind the tunes uh, from the Visible Music College studios. Well, Ryan, uh, do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Yeah, I do. It was just a song that I ripped off from Eric Clapton called <laughs> Wonderful Tonight, but I changed all the words. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, hey, good writers borrow, great writers yeah. steal, right? That's, That's right. all that is. Well, did you write music at all? Even, you know, I need to start playing an instrument other than drums before you're 18. Did you write music even just in any way before 18? Did you just start writing at 18? Just write, write at 18 when I got my guitar and not, not even for months after that. Mm. When I learned the chords G, C, and D on the yeah. guitar, I, first thing I ever learned how to play was, Lord, I lift your name up oh, high. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and when I learned how to just move my fingers around, then I started like, then I could just easily put my journal to songs. I could just, I would, it was just like something snapped, like a cork just came out of the end of that garden hose. It was like, wow. Well, what's your songwriting process like now? Man, I, it's, it varies. I feel like I have to be, I can write a song. Just, I can write a song in my sleep now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that, you know, arrogantly, but for me to write a song that really matters and it, and it exists for a reason, something that I just believe like, man, this is, this one's going to help people. I feel like I can't, I don't like to just force it. I have to, I really try to just wait on the Lord to, to just inspire and awaken my heart to a perspective, to an idea, to a thought, to, I love the Psalms and I read through the Psalms and here, here's David being chased in the wilderness and he's in despair and he's miserable and he's scared and he's lamenting and he's crying out to God, but then he's praising in the very next sentence and he's joyous. And I just, I really love to take all that, whatever I'm going through, whether I'm having victory in my life or tremendous amount of joy right now and or I'm just, man, I'm depressed or I'm anxious or I'm scared and the uncertainty and the unknown is just giving me a lot of fear or whatever I'm seeing going on in my personal space around the lives of, in the lives of people around me. I, I just like to talk about real things in real life, what real people experience. Because I think when you touch on the reality and, and the authenticity of what makes us all human, uh, I think you end up speaking everybody's language. Mm, that's great. And again, get ready to wrap up here in just a few minutes with Ryan Stevenson, RyanStevensonMusic.com here on Behind the Tunes. Ryan, there's few things like live music. So many great moments and there's just incredible things that happen, but there's some goofy things that happen along the way too. Do you have a most embarrassing onstage moment that sticks out to you? Man, well, I can I can go to one in particular. Um, I, fortunately, I haven't had... I haven't had a ton of embarrassing moments that were like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to recover from that. But one night um, I was on tour with Toby Mac and we were at a big, we were at a big venue, a massive theater sold out several thousand people there. And I, you know, I've come up under Toby. I've, I've been touring with him for years now. I've been on so many tours with him and he's, he's been amazing. Uh, but his whole band, because I've come up with him and his crew so much, like his band is like, they're just like my family. Like we're, we're all really close and I'm really good friends with Toby's guitar player, a guy named Tim. And one night we were standing backstage and I was getting ready to go on stage and, and it was dark backstage. So all the lights were off. And I couldn't see Tim very well, but he came up to me and he, he just grabbed my shirt and he's like, Hey, I want to talk to you. And I, I thought in the moment, like, man, he's just going to try, he's just going to pour some wisdom into me and just be real encouraging and just, you know, give me a pep talk before I go on stage. Well, little did I know that when he was doing this, he was slowly unbuttoning my shirt. And I was wearing a, I was wearing a, I was wearing a white button up shirt with a black tie. And so he just, he just slowly goes down and unbuttons me all the way down. 
and I didn't know. I just didn't <laughs> feel it. I was I had my guitar on, you know. So I go walking out on stage, <laughs> and my shirt just just <laughs> wide open in the wind. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't even. And I nobody was like, oh my god. I was just like, I I I I saw it early enough where I kind of like. I kind of like moved my shoulder and my guitar strap, and I just kind of started with one hand, kind of like buttoning it back up. Did you know in that moment that's what he had done? I knew exactly <laughs> what he had done. That's incredible. That's a that's great story. Good. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a great story. Oh, wrapping up here with Ryan Stevenson, RyanStevensonMusic.com here on Behind the Tunes from the Visible Music College Studios. Ryan, I like to aim with a little rapid fire. You got your mm. game face on? I think so. All right. What's the last Halloween costume you remember wearing? Uh, Yukon Cornelius. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Two Halloween. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't dress up last Halloween, but two Halloweens ago, I had you know during the COVID yeah. thing, like I had just I got tired of shaving. I essentially stopped taking care of myself on any <laughs> level, and uh, I grew out a big red beard, and. Everybody was like, dude, you look just like Yukon Cornelius when you put your hat on. So I, my wife got me a pair of earmuffs, and I got the, I got Yukon's hat, and I just wore the big bushy beard, and I got a green jacket with a backpack like Yukon wears in the, in the Christmas cartoon. Oh, I love it. Yeah, COVID really, you know, I quit tying my shoes in COVID. It just made us give up, didn't it? It's like, no. I'm just not tying my shoes anymore. There's a lot of things I quit doing during that. <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on. What's your favorite junk food? Oh, I mean, it's got to be peanut butter M&M's. Okay. All right. Favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate chip cookie dough. Can you name one of the seven dwarfs? Sleepy. How long does it take you to get dressed in the morning? Five minutes or less. What color is your toothbrush? Well, I'm severely colorblind, so I I think it's black. It, <laughs> Something. It's a color. It's a, dark. Man, I, I need you to ask your wife to make sure it's, yeah. it's pink. It's pink color. She probably clowning you. She, 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 ha, she has to help me. My my kids even do now, man. I'm like, hey guys, go over there and get that that purple thing. And like my <laughs> my sons are like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> You know what I meant? Don't worry about it. Yeah, in, the, in the movie about your life, the Ryan Stevenson story, what actor would play you? Mm, Chris Pratt. Oh, that's a good one. If you could be any Marvel character, who would it be? I would say, man, I like, uh, you know who I really like is, is Hancock. Oh. Is he, is he Marvel? I don't see. I don't know. I can't keep up. He's a superhero. I know who you're talking about. That's right. People are either people are either screaming at their radios right now, or they're just nodding. Yeah, like, they're like, yeah. Okay, I'll make it easy. I mean, I think I used to pretend when I was little all the time that I was Superman, okay. but I would just fly around and I could do whatever. So, what's your favorite board game? Monopoly. You have a time machine for one day. When and where do you go? Back to the manger scene when Jesus is born. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Favorite cartoon growing up? Looney Tunes. You know, I still turn that on in the mornings when my kids are getting dressed, and they still just lock into it. It's still my, funny. It's great. 
they're on all the streaming stuff now. So my kids and I, we sit up in the bonus room sometimes and we'll just like binge the old school Looney Tunes, man. And they're so good and funny. You had to teach a subject in school. We know what you wouldn't teach. What would it be? Uh, I would say I'd like to teach. I'd probably teach like health, anatomy, physiology, something like that. And last but not least, something you hate that everyone else loves. The office. Oh, okay. Who are doing so well, Ryan? But I, but I love I love Steve Carell. He's like incredible. I love yeah. I love him. I think he's brilliant. Um, and I love all of his movies. But I I'm don't do the. I just have. For one reason or the other, well, I can tell you why, and I won't go into that. But like I, I have just the, like the dry humor kind of thing. I don't, I don't get it. I need like slapstick, funny. I can respect like, it. Like Dumb and Dumber is my favorite movie of all time. Okay, so, that's fair. I and you know it's either well, the, the Office for sure. I <laughs> love. He's Ryan Stevenson, Ryan Stevenson Music dot Stevenson Music dot com here on Behind the Tunes. Ryan, you've been a ton of fun. Listen, hey, are you a Ducks fan? You an Oregon Ducks fan? Hardcore through and Man. through. I got my where's my duck at? I should have wore my I should have wore my Ducks gear. Right? Oh, I just knocked off my Captain America, but there's my there's my oh, Oregon love. Yeah, when I was there, I got to go to a Ducks game. It was incredible. Yeah. Inc- so listen, next time we do this, we do this from Oregon University of Oregon. I September. Let's pick us a game. We'll do Perfect. it. Yep. It sounds awesome. You've been great, man. I-